This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch, where you can join in on the conversation, have some fun, talk to your fellow hobby enthusiasts, and make fun of us mm-hmm. in the chat while we're doing the live show, which is uh, that's pretty, pretty much par for the course these days. Or leaving mean YouTube comments. Uh, no, we actually, our <laughs> YouTube channel is actually really polite, mm-hmm. surprisingly. Um, it's only on Pablo's uh, oh, chapter tactics. Chapter tactics. He has a couple dedicated trolls over there mm-hmm. on YouTube. Yeah. But uh, signals, we, we tend to get really positive feedback for the most part. Uh, at any rate, if you don't catch us live on Twitch on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, you can, of course, always catch us on YouTube, on Pandora, or on iTunes. Mm-hmm. However you enjoy it, please make sure to like it, subscribe, all that good stuff. Tell us we're handsome and funny. Uh, you know, boost us up. Yeah. Boost us up. We need it. Little uh, last minute changes going on here. Okay. So at any rate, let's uh, jump in. There's uh, quite a bit to talk about today. Of course, the big news is the uh, uh, 40K FAQ came out at the 11th hour right there at the the last minute. They should have. They really should have waited until the last minute of the last day of the month for them and just put it out and be like, see, you said it was going to come out. So, and, and, you know, a lot of people are like, ah, they're getting all antsy in the mm-hmm. pantsy. But uh, the, the, the FAQ has to get, has to get you know, drafted, play tested, finalized, and then translated into multiple languages, put into digital con- There's a lot of work mm-hmm. involved with getting them out. So, uh, just, you know, in the future, be patient. It's not, you don't want them to do it quickly. You want them to take their time. Yeah. It's not really necessary to go onto every single post and uh, on their Facebook pages, their Instagram, and say, this would be great if it was an FAQ. You don't need to do that. Well, my favorite is you look foolish. the same people that are like, where's the FAQ? Where's the FAQ? And, and then it comes, then out. comes out and they're like, I hate the uh, FAQ. And you're like, yeah. you're just a curmudgeon. Yeah. You got a, you got a yellow card. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to start randomly re- yellow carding people. Go in the comment section and be like, yellow carded. Yeah. You have been, the Inquisition is aware of it's you. It's part of the ITC code of conduct. <laughs> It includes your internet behavior. There'd be no one to play any right. tournaments anymore. If, if, you get, if you get a speeding ticket, yellow card. <laughs> you you passed you passed the collection basket at church. Mm-hmm. Yellow, yellow card, card. believe instant. it. You don't. Yeah. You, you didn't drop. Code of conduct. You didn't even drop some change in there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Frontline gaming. How to how to live your life. Uh, it just becomes an all encompassing. <laughs> it's like in China, they have the social ring. We make now. you put cameras in your house. Especially in your Pablo will start monitoring. In your bathroom. <laughs> yeah. It's important. Uh, Do you brush brother. your yeah, we're just seeing if you brush your teeth. Big brother is watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be great. No, it wouldn't. That'd be terrible. So at any rate, uh, the FAQ is finally with us and you know, we know everybody gets antsy for it, but just remember it takes a lot of work to get these done. Mm-hmm. And uh, GW doesn't have to FAQ it at all. They don't have to do anything. Yeah, the FAQs don't make them any money, but it, it, it takes a lot of resources to do it. So just bear that in mind. And, uh, and make sure to say thank you yeah. uh, for all the hard work. Thanks, thanks, company that makes toys yeah. for spending time writing these rules. Yeah, you know, it's because that same peep group of people that put all the work into it. And that, a lot of you may not realize how big the FAQ is. The FAQ is gargantuan. 
Yes. It's like hundreds of pages of material. Mm -hmm. um, and those are the same people that could be making new products, right? Yep. So from a business perspective, it takes a lot of, of will and dedication to making the game good to, to do this. So just mm -hmm. bear that in mind. But uh, before we dive into that topic, why don't we talk about some of the news for this week. First of all, the new pre-order is the Hedonites of Slanesh AOS Battle Tome and accompanying models, as well as the new White Dwarf, which provides the Yanari rules update. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit as well. Uh, so a lot of cool stuff this week. Uh, first of all, with the Yanari uh, update, they're getting a pretty significant rules change. I know a lot of people are going to only see the negative, mm -hmm. but... Um, Yanari were, were statistically way overperforming. Um, we have data, that's not an opinion, we have data to prove it. They were winning almost two thirds of their game. They were winning actually over two thirds of their games, mm -hmm. like far above what, what you want. You want to see armies winning 45 to 55% of the time. That's yeah. balance, right? If, if you spread over a large enough sample set, if the army is basically winning and losing at an equal rate, that is, that is balance. Right. Right. When you have an army that's way outside of that, overperforming, something's wrong and shocking to nobody in a game with limited actions where an army got to perform more actions than other people with uh, extremely powerful units, mm -hmm. they're extremely good. Right. So, yeah, I loved the argument, though, before this came out that, you know, our players is like, well, you you need skill. To play. To, to, to shoot Dark Reapers right. twice takes a lot of skill. They're like, they're not just good. You have to be a good player to understand how it works you and gotta, play it. You gotta roll dice. Like I just, I gnarly. loved that argument. I'm like, uh, oh, so you do play Inari, right? So I guess you, you do yeah. think that you have to be a great player. Uh, and then, no, and then the, <laughs> the other counter argument is always, uh, uh, well, other armies can, can act twice. I'm like, yeah, one time mm -hmm. for a lot of CP, it was not the same thing yeah. at all, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just not. Shining spears flying across the table and like smashing someone, and it's like it, like our opinions on it aren't even really relevant. You just look at the look at the data, and yeah. it was it was an unarguable fact. And I think the other point to, to take a look at that too is the game designers clearly didn't like the mechanic. Mm -hmm. They've nerfed it every like time after time after time after three nerfs. It was still the most powerful army in the game. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. So it's uh, it was clearly a bit much, and so. Mm -hmm. uh, they got changed significantly. Um, it, it's still actually a really good ability. Basically, when, when Soul Burst triggers, um, <clears throat> you always strike first to get plus one to hit. Mm -hmm. It's still really, really good. It's just, it's not double action. And it's going to be a very different way to play it now. Um, whether or not people out there listening to this agree if it was too much or not enough, that's an individual um, judgment. And we'll see over time, as we collect more data, how effective or not the change was, but mm -hmm. for me, I, I like it. I, I think it was what was yeah. it was necessary. And um, you know, if you're a Yunari player and, and you, you're upset, I empathize with you. Mm -hmm. But I, I think it's definitely for the betterment of the game. Yeah. Um, to see that, so should jump into chat, see if anybody has any opinions on uh, the Yunari change. Yeah, that specifically. Gino, uh, Stiffneck Studio, what's up? How you doing? G GW spending time and resources on the FAQ. It's kind of like y'all do for ITC. It's all for love. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, from from a from a business perspective, you have a lot of people that get a salary that are putting a lot of hours into doing something that doesn't actually make the company money directly. I think we could all agree that indirectly, it's good for the. It'll they'll make money doing it because there'll be more people that stay engaged in the game. Right. But that's hard to quantify, <clears throat> right? So for somebody in GW that's a decision maker that's not a gamer, that may be a, a difficult like that might be difficult to make those connections. 
So right from, a, really, from a company whose who, the primary business of the company is 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 creating and selling model kits. I mean, yep. if you boil it all down, that's what that company does. There just happens to be a game that goes along with these kits. You don't need the, the game to buy and, and put together these models, which a lot of people actually don't play the game. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really interesting how many people actually do just buy the models. Yeah. Or like they, they consider themselves to be a gamer, but they actually only mm -hmm. play the game once a month. Very maybe. randomly, yeah. yeah. And so we, I see it a lot with the paint studio because people will reach out to us and be like, I don't play, but I really like how this unit looks. Can, yeah. I, can I buy it? And I mm -hmm. want to have it look nice on my shelf or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's more than you would think. There it, are more than always, you would think. It always surprises me. We used to yeah. go to these tournaments and we, we would be playing in this game tournament um, and you would see these big groups of people playing these like narrative games and stuff. And you'd be like, I've never seen these people in my community ever. And there's more of them than playing the tournament. They just don't go to game tournaments. They don't and, play yeah. competitively. And they're not online, like, mm -hmm. you know, making a big fuss all the time or, or, or being a, a, a loud voice. Mm -hmm. So you're just not really aware of them, but they're, they outnumber the, the uh, match play community significantly. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like three or four, or even five to one, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's <clears throat> bear that in mind, you know, like when you're, when you're leveling criticism at G-dubs, like, they're aware of who their customer base is. Mm -hmm. um, but we super appreciate it. Even if you don't like right. all the FAQ uh, changes, it's, it's great that we're getting it because yeah. not that long ago, the only FAQs in the game were coming from us. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which was silly. It's actually nice that we don't have to do any of that oh, stuff anymore. Oh, God, I do not miss that. At, I, there was so many times I almost quit everything when mm -hmm. we would do the ITC update to make the game, like, you know, playable in a tournament setting. Mm -hmm. it, some people may disagree with that, but we, we, I think we have enough data to show that it was necessary. Mm -hmm. There was so many times when like, we would just get blasted with hate mail. People like, oh, who are you, you're an asshole. Who do you think you are, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why, why am I doing this? Why am I putting all these hours into mm -hmm. this? Like there was so many times when I came this close to just being like, I don't, I'm done. Like, yeah. I hate everybody that plays this game. <laughs> I'm just out of here. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad we we hung in there and stuck it out because uh, now we don't have to do it anymore. It is important. It, it's important though for playtesting, or, or sorry, it's important for the game for them to at least keep a pulse on what's happening in the community because the st you just don't want new customers coming in buying a start collecting Space Marines list and then you know they go against somebody playing Inari they get double shot off the board immediately by yeah. you know three or units the, of 10 dark or reapers like in, a, in a phase or something that's not even yeah supposed to happen. and they're just like what is this and yeah. then they are never going to come back they will yeah. that box the models are going to go back in that box it's going to go on the shelf they're going to tell everyone how it's a terrible game yeah you know? it's it, it was it was too much and again that's that's my opinion everyone's free to agree or disagree mm -hmm. but the game designers obviously felt the same way and they kept trying to tone it down without changing it too much, and they came to the point where they're like, it just doesn't work mm -hmm. in the game. So yeah. uh, uh, CW Dub said he likes the change for Unari. He feels like it's better for the game. Mm -hmm. uh, Valerie in the chat said that uh, he or she is more upset about the changes to the Eldar Psychic Powers, which we might as well talk about it now. Sure. Um, I think these are phenomenal changes. They were ridiculously, mm -hmm. ridiculously overpowered. Like, no other Psychic Powers work on other factions, so what am I talking about? Uh, conceal, reveal, jinx, uh, protect, mm -hmm. and um, a doom now only work for Azriani units. Mm -hmm. So no longer can you doom something and then shoot it with Dark Eldar units and get reverse. That was so dumb. It should have never, ever been in the game, mm -hmm. right? Like, doom is already mm -hmm. one, arguably the best psychic power in the game. Like, rerolling wounds for your whole army against one target is insanely strong. The fact that it worked on other factions was ridiculous, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I'm an Eldar player, right? Uh, I'm really glad that they made that change. It was it was too much. Mm -hmm. Again, everyone's free to have their own opinion on it. 
Um, but in like Jinx and all that stuff, like it was, it was crazy. And uh, I, I think it's a positive change. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing quite clearly, in my opinion, is that uh, GW is encouraging you to play kind of more the way uh, like single faction armies, uh, they're giving you reasons to do it. Because before the way the game is set up right now is it's soup is clearly, it gives there's so many benefits to cherry picking. So now they're giving you more reasons to play the game kind of the way it's represented in the lore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you're not taking an, a Dark Eldar or Jakari army with just a, a, an Eldar Psyker and that's mm-hmm. it. Just use Eldar Psychic powers mm-hmm. for Dark Eldar for strictly just for gaming purposes, right? It, it, it doesn't reflect the lore of the game at all. Um, and so again, some people are going to be like, oh, I don't like that or I do like it, whatever. But um, I can definitely see where that was coming from. Right. Yeah, and from a gameplay perspective, I think it was definitely the right call. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, that, that is pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, soup is a thing, right? And I play it. A lot of people play it because you, you do get to uh, shore up some of the weaknesses in a mono faction list that you might feel are there. But that was the only instance where rules overlapped. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, imagine if I was able to use my Astra Militarum orders on Space Marines. You know, it'd be ridiculous. You'd, so, I, I like it. It's a good change. Yeah. You know, I personally haven't been on the receiving end of that too much, but um, I certainly was on the receiving end of Yunari, and that's that's yeah. rough. Um, no, I totally agree. Um, and in the chat, people are, who are, uh, mm-hmm. don't agree with, with our perspective, which is totally cool, mm-hmm. are saying, well, hey, how come Null Zone doesn't work on that? Well, that's because Null Zone doesn't really work anyway. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, Null Zone is a six-inch orb that affects models, not units. And uh, it, they're like, well, how come the other Imperial units can take advantage of Null Zone? Null Zone doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. It, 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 the power needs a rework. This is coming from a guy who used Tigerius. I, the amount of times Null Zone has actually worked for me, I can count on one hand. Now, when it does work, it, it like wins you the game, mm-hmm. but it's rare. It's really rare. Um, but by doing that, you, I mean, <clears throat> so Null Zone uh, takes away the, doesn't let you use an invul save. Yeah, for right? models within six inches of the Psyker, right. it's so rare to but actually- But that's, that's really work. affecting the enemy unit more than it's actually buffing your, like it is indirectly buffing the other units around it, but yeah. it's more of a, of a, yeah, I get it. Because that would be hard if he, if it was if it didn't work for other models, it'd be weird. You'd be like, well, now yep. I'm going to swing with my Space Marines that ignore it, but now I'm going to swing with these guys who don't. And it's just like, yeah. it's. I mean, like I would be fine with keeping it consistent, mm-hmm. like to to the, the questions in the chat, yeah. like. But you're right. It's not a good power. If you were, it's not. It's just it's not a good power. Like yeah. it's when it works, which is rare. It's amazing. It'll win you the game. Like it at Nova Open two last year, mm-hmm. two years ago. I was about to get annihilated by um, a player, a Harlequin player. Mm-hmm. Really, he was playing extremely intelligently. Really, really, really good player. And um, I ran Tiggy up right up next to his uh, jet bikes. I got no zone off mm-hmm. and um, turned off his uh, invul saves. And my smash captain was able to kill all the bikes because they didn't have a save at that point. And it saved me. But uh, And then I had another game against the Zanger bomb where they were all clumped up mm-hmm. right around Tiggy. And he, he got it off. Yeah, and I was able to kill him, but that like that's <clears throat> two games out of like fifty that it's actually done anything. Mm-hmm. Um, however, like I would be fine with saying that Null Zone only worked for Adeptus Astartes units to be consistent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just it's not as relevant of a problem, right? Because it just doesn't work very well. Um, and whereas the, the Eldar ones are super relevant and they're super prevalent in the game, uh, and the other one that people could say is Death Hex, which 
you know, again, if you don't share a faction keyword in common, to keep it consistent, sure, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, as an Eldar player, I could see how you might feel like you're getting picked on, but um, I, that's not, it wasn't like a, ooh, we hate Eldar thing. It's never, that's never the case. Right. Uh, it's just that those powers were deemed for whether you agree or not to actually be problematic in the game when uh, crossing codexes, whereas the other ones were deemed not to be a problem in the game. So uh, agree or disagree, no problem. But um, agree or disagree, it doesn't matter. Yeah, because this is what happened. Because <laughs> that's yeah. the game, baby. And it's like I'm the same. I'm in the same boat. I don't like all the changes in the FAQ yeah. either. But I'm I'm thankful that we get the FAQ at all. It is nice that they're taking the time to do it. You're right. Because yeah. I I remember the battle days all too well, where we never got any answers to any questions for months and months and months. Forever. Mm -hmm. There was no FAQs in sixth and seventh yeah. edition. None until the very end. Um, and then we'll come back and talk more about the FAQ, mm -hmm. uh, guys and gals. But let's talk more about this incredible Slanesh release because, my gosh, uh, mm -hmm. so good. And then, again, if you're a Yunari player, you're going to want to make sure to pick up that uh, White Dwarf because it's a pretty significant change mm -hmm. to the way your army plays. It's like your codex, basically. Yeah. And so now, instead of like double shooting and doing all this crazy stuff, you're going to be much better in melee. So pe people that take Yunari uh, detachments, they're going to be melee focused, in my opinion, which I think is cool. Uh, you know, no more double shooting Dark Reapers, which good riddance. Yeah. And I, I, I use Dark Reaper. I have a unit They're of really 10. good. I have a unit of 10 Ooh. in my army. That unit of 10 with the Exarch and then getting soul bursted it's, in the psych phase it was, was like, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. So the Heat Knights of Slanesh, cool new battle tome mm -hmm. for Age of Sigmar, featuring obviously Slanesh oh. and some just brilliant new models. The new Keeper of Secrets is, in, in my opinion, artistically, it's one of the, the most beautiful models I've ever seen. The composition of it, the, the the atmosphere of the model, the feeling mm -hmm. that you get uh, when you look at it. Just, yeah, it's great. Ooh, get a little curiously aroused maybe, oh. but that's okay. Just You're just questioning things. Yeah, your feeling feels that you've, you've never felt Your before. whole life might have been a lie. <laughs> Some of the feelings that you're getting. <laughs> uh, it might open new doors to you. True. You know what I mean? You could do a lot more opportunities. New friends. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent increase. <laughs> Double your chances on a Friday night. You know, Slanesh. That's the, that should be the slogan. But, hey, you double know, your chances. Uncle Sam needs yeah. you, Slanesh. Double your chances. <laughs> there you go. Games Workshop. You can use that. If you want. Uh, Feel free. But the other one I really like too is the. Uh, I'm not even going to pretend to say the name. It's yeah. Master Blaster. Where it's the the big guy with the his his babe on his back. They said it was Silesk. Celeste, okay, yeah. the Vengeful Alliance. Yeah, that's a super cool model too. And people know? are just like the one of the critiques that I've heard is that like, what is that guy? Like, there's nothing else in he's the 40k. He's a demon prince. I guess he's not a demon prince. He's no, like he a, he's like a slave to the the demonette. In the lore? No, like yeah. And so oh. they're just like, what is that thing? That's Master <laughs> like, Blaster. No, I know, but it's the question is like, what race is that? Like, what is that thing? Nobody uh, knows. Well, in the in the rules, there it's a combination a demon right. prince herald. Right. So she's the herald and he's the demon prince is what I was thought. Possible. But um, aesthetically it doesn't fit 40k, but it is used for 40k as well. I, I think it looks super slaneshy and uh, I love it. But you know I, what? I Zang, you can model. use Zangor enlightened in 40k. So shooting bows and arrows. Bows and arrows. <laughs> well, dude, what, okay. There's another guy with a chainsaw sword that's running around. Like that doesn't make any no, sense. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's realistic though. <laughs> and, uh, anyways. And then, of course, uh, all kinds of other stuff. The Contorted Epitome, which is a really cool Psyker unit. Um, the uh, uh, the mascot. Infernal uh, and Rapturous playing the, the harpsichord on a guy's back, which is just 
which Brilliant. was from uh so so the two models got released from wrath and rapture yeah so yeah that uh, infernal and rapture in what is it entraptress and rapturous and yeah. then the mask which is a new sculpt yep of that classic model and then uh finally we have the fiends and yep. also the, repackaged. Uh, the um uh, terrain piece which i can't remember what it's called right, right. yeah that better not be used in 40k Oh, no, Well, why would it not be? <laughs> it looks so, okay. Uh, and then you got the endless spells as well. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. So, of course, if you want to pick any of these up, you can do so from Frontline Gaming. Go to store.frontlinegaming.org, and uh, we sell these products at a discount. It's on pre-order. It is pre-ordered. It'll start mm -hmm. shipping on Friday. And, of course, we do offer free shipping options within the continental oh. United States. Orders $99 and up. Uh, really good opportunity to grab some new goodies, maybe grab an FLG mat yeah. or some ITC terrain, whatever you want. You can get the uh, the blood train, uh, the blood train, the, the crate mat, which is very cool, and uh, it's inspired by uh, Star Wars, mm. the last movie, which was not very good. Mm -mm. I you know I actually I enjoyed myself with the last Star Wars movie because I went in with incredibly low expectations, and they were exceeded. I went in having I was like this mm -hmm. is gonna suck. I don't know why I'm wasting my time and money, and I was like that didn't suck as much as I thought it did. It was actually fun. See, I only watched it on an airplane. And I knew it was going to be bad, so I, I just kind of slept through it. And then the, I also, on that same flight, watched Justice League, which I knew was going to be bad. And Justice just slept League through was it. So I slept through. Incredibly bad. They were, they were both so bad, I just like dozed. Yeah. It was just awful. But, uh, this, but I woke up for all the bad moments. Yeah, I was, was like, ah, I would laugh and go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the I watched the parts of the new Star Wars again, and it made me really dislike the movie. I so think bad. I mean, they're just we can go on, off the weeds here, but these movies are just not made for our audience like us no i mean they are they're just bad i think they're made for like 12 year olds yeah no yeah. i mean star wars is a kid's movie you got to keep that in mind yeah. like it was always a kid's movie maybe the new ones were were, were better yeah. I mean, or the old ones excuse me right. were better but at any rate okay uh the new mats are available in a variety of sizes at a discount and we're coming in the last couple days if you want to pick up one of these cool mats and save some dough uh you have basically through the weekend to do so the BAO is coming up in only about three and a half weeks. We're coming down the home stretch. So if you want to go, please make sure to grab your tickets. Also, uh, in the next couple of days, probably by, by next week at the latest, um, we will put uh, the roster up and we are requiring everybody to submit their lists. So we'll be sure to email everybody, let them know. But uh, you're going to want to start getting ready to do that. Submit your list in the you know LVO format, so to speak. It's a little technically tricky, so just make sure you do it exactly correctly. Um, uh, they did it for Battle for LA, mm -hmm. this event this past weekend, which I'm really sorry I didn't make it, but I got caught up with some work stuff and I uh, decided to focus on that instead. But congratulations to Jeff and Control Robinson, who won it, and Ray Awumata, our teammate, who um, they both went undefeated. Ray got one less point mm -hmm. than Jeff. Jeff won it, and uh, Ray, on his way to the to second place, beat Brandon Grant, Don Hoosen, and Jeff Poole. Mm -hmm. And he was playing, it was the last ride of the uh, Yanari. He, him. no, no, he does not play Yanari. He, he, he gets pissed when you say that. He plays pure craft world. He, with he, Yanari elements. Yeah, yeah. Does he? He does He does the, the Dark okay. Reapers and uh, and all that stuff. Well, Ray, good luck, buddy. <laughs> now you don't have that. But he, he, he uses a lot of Wave Serpents too, which are really good. So he was playing Azra Yon. That's right, he plays Azra. Right. I always get the stupid names mixed up. Just just call him Eldar. Well, Eldari and Azra Yon, I don't know, whatever, who cares? So, uh, uh, well done. But he called it that. He, he called it like the last ride or something like that. <laughs> nice. Or it was like the last Dark Reapers or I don't know, something, something Dark like that. Reapers are still incredibly yeah. good. Mm -hmm. They're still amazingly good. <clears throat> uh, but at any rate, the BAO is coming up 
And uh, if you do want to go, please grab those tickets. Yep. If you're playing 40K, make sure to get ready to upload your list. So we have Kill Team, we have Age of Sigmar, we have uh, multi-day events, single-day events, RTTs, all kinds of fun stuff. It's going to be a blast. Uh, come make sure to grab those tickets and go. It is going to be a, a, a super major, so Ooh. to speak. It'll be one of the bigger events in the country. Um, make sure to grab those tickets. Get your ITC points. Do it. And likewise, SoCal Open is selling really, really well. 40K is going to sell out way, way before the event. Um, Age of Sigmar is going really well, too. The 40K narrative only has a couple spots left. We added Kill Team to the lineup. Um, really good. The, the, the crew coming is super hyped. They got people coming in from overseas mm-hmm. to help like uh, shoutcast it. Uh, going to be a lot of fun. Make sure to grab tickets for that as well if you plan on coming. And that is going to be the weekend before October, October 26th and 27th. The weekend before Halloween. What did I say? October? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Halloween yeah. is what I meant. <clears throat> and uh, that's in Del Mar, California. All right. So let's jump back in and talk about that FAQ. Um, so obviously... The FAQ is gargantuan. We can't cover everything. It's just, it's way too big. Because mm-hmm. not only is it the, the big FAQ, which talks about kind of like the sweeping core changes, but the FAQs for every single book got updated as well. <clears throat> right. So there's lots of little, there's a lot of little things. It's going to take some time to adjust. Um, some of it I like, some of it I really don't. And I'm sure everyone feels the same way. But overall, I feel like these are positive changes. Right. Um, so let's we'll jump in and talk about the core core rules changes because mm-hmm. uh, that's going to affect everybody. And then we'll jump into chat afterwards and answer individual questions as we can. We don't have a photographic memory of everything uh, in the FAQs. So a uh, big one, they talk about wobbly model again. Um, basically, they're just clarifying intent. However, <clears throat> for events, I think you're still... It's still not clear enough. They don't mm-hmm. specify exactly how it's meant to be done. They talk about their intent, mm-hmm. but for events, you know, the way we still interpret this and the way we encourage other people uh, to is that, you know, if you have a unit on the second level of a ruin and a model can go up there, but it won't stand on its own, just play it that you can charge up, super encourage it. Uh, also things like if you're a TO, make sure to define, like if you have a cargo container, like I still people see people trying to do this. They'll put a unit up there and like, you can't charge me up here. Right. It's like, that's absurd. They'll put like a dreadnought on yeah. top of it. And be like, like, you, you can't, can't touch come me. up here. And you're like, that's dumb. That's not what they meant. Mm-hmm. They did not mean to have an unassaultable unit by standing on a box. Mm-hmm. That's silly. So if you're a TO, just whichever way you, you, you want to tell your, your, your constituents to, uh, to play it, just make sure you're clear up front. Mm-hmm. Cause we've had people come to an event before and try and do that. And I'm like, no, that's not the way we do it here. Mm-hmm. And they get really upset cause it happens in the middle of the game. It screws up their plan. Yeah. You want to avoid that. Um, yeah, ask your opponent before the game starts. Yeah. Like just like you do with the train, just so everyone's on the same page. What, what is this? What is this? How do how you play? You like to play this? How do you play a wobbly model? Okay. You don't, if I can't fit, place it, then I can't be up there. Cool. Yeah. Then you know ahead of time. Yeah. So you're not surprised. Like reset. Like yeah. people get upset when they have a plan and then they're told that they can't do it. When they've already started executing on the mm-hmm. plan. And that's why for our events, we just, we have those mm-hmm. diagrams we made and everything. It's like right. if any part of your base can make it up there, cool. That's when you use wobbly model. It's not meant to do bizarre things like standing a, a hive tyrant on like a, the top of a radio antenna and mm-hmm. going wobbly model. That's yeah. not what it was meant to do. But uh, you also don't get unassaultable units by standing on a box or on the top level of a building. It's silly. And it's just be cool. Yeah. Be, be, be reasonable. Just be chill, brother. <laughs> like the islands, right? Yeah, I'm on. Yeah. That was not the same island I was talking about. But Okay. Which uh, island were you talking about? Hawaii. Akinbigora. Oh, jeez. That's also an island. 
Yeah, that's true. That was Ireland. It was Ireland, awful. Scotland. I don't know which one. That was. I, Scotland's not an island. Yes, it is. It's on the United Kingdom island. That's a continent. <laughs> so the island of Australia, then. Public right? school. Okay, so then it's the same way that, that Australia is an island. They call it. That England is definitely an island. What? How big do you have to be to no longer be considered an island? Russia. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> American education system. There we go. Uh, I actually, is, okay. I'm well, curious. What is the defining line when, like, when you become no longer an island? Right. So New Zealand is an island. I, they call it the North Island and the South Island. Okay. Well. And that's pretty big. I only care about the U.S. of A. All right. <laughs> Which is an island. It's an island of freedom. <laughs> it's my world gone mad. So there we go. Yes. All right. Anyways, this next one is just causing a lot oh, of fun yeah. online. Yeah. The edge of the battlefield. So mm -hmm. no part of the model can hang off the edge of the table. And so immediately, as gamers do, they look for the exception to the rule. And they're like, oh, what about the, the Marauder Bomber, which can't literally be deployed in certain deployment zones? Mm -hmm. Again, just be reasonable. Right. Just be reasonable. It's like, okay, is your model literally too big to deploy on the table? You're like, it's dead. No, it's not dead. Don't be an yeah. idiot. If you do that, you're, you're I'm not ass. saying that we'll give you a yellow card. Yeah, I would. <laughs> but it's strongly suggested that the TO immediately give you a yellow card. It's like, do your best, right? Just let them set their model up. Just, like, come on. Yeah, get it. do it as best you can. Get as much of it on the table as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. And then play the damn game and have fun. Right. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. I mean, could this rule have been worded better? Yes, it could have. However, it, maybe it's like, I, I would say maybe after deployment. Like then you know, yeah. then you know your 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 parameters. And if you choose to take a Marauder bomber, which is humongous, yeah, you're then you're gonna know that your distance to move is probably 36 inches or, yeah. or less. It's gonna be what? Because that thing's like 18 inches long. It's gigantic. So it's, it's one so, of the bigger models. So you choose to take it, but after deployment, you're not gonna have a lot of space to yeah. move around. Yeah, because it's absurd to say you're a really cool right. badass model. Which which again, that model, it's like a Manta, right? That that model was made for apocalypse. Like it was. Let's. Be realistic that model was made yeah. on to be taken on multiple boards same you know why do weapons have 700 inch ranges right because there's apocalypse it's not meant for your six foot by four foot table but games workshop and their infinite wisdom may they always prosper have decided that you can use these gigantic models on this tiny play space so yeah it's, but it's you know, you know it's just be reasonable like if you roll this deployment you're like ah, ha, ha, your marauder's dead it's like okay yeah. Like, I'm sure. But if you're about to like quit the hobby, sure, do it. And then leave right <laughs> off in the sunset. Be a dick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, be reasonable, right? <clears throat> like, you know, and TOs should define this in just the player. To define it. Yeah. Just define it ahead of time. And, you know, if you're, if you want to use one of these models, you know, show some initiative, be responsible, and reach out to your TO. Be like, you know, just as a formality, I just want to make sure I can bring this model and that mm -hmm. it doesn't auto explode. Right. In, in certain deployments or whatever, because that's silly. Right. Um, Speaking of auto explode. So another one that uh, it doesn't come up very frequently. Most people, most people probably like, what is yeah. this? But basically disembarking from destroyed transports, there was little tricks you could do to like try to blow up your own transport to get a unit out and blah, blah, blah. Basically, they're just saying that you can't uh, charge after coming out of a destroyed transport in the same a phase. Very far charge range. And doing it in yeah. the same phase. Yeah. Like. It, it, did, it did. It was a rare instance, but, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But it happened and somebody complained. Yeah. Someone really ruined the fun. Yeah. For all of us. Yeah. Some snitch. <laughs> Some rat thing. <laughs> uh, moving units that can fly in the charge phase, then oh, went back. This 
They went back to the saying... The flip-flopping is just the worst. What, what Make your decision. Dude. Even if it's the wrong decision, you stick with it. No, you don't. That's, no, right. no, this is That's an old butler <laughs> phrase right there. Even if it's the wrong choice. Pig-headed. Never concede. Yeah. Uh, but it, essentially, they're just saying that uh, you can move over models in the charge phase again. It, it uh, worked how it used to work. Except yeah. for you can't go through a building, not ruin... Because some people are saying it doesn't work going through walls. That's not correct. It's actually like if somebody has a fortress of redemption, you can't go through that. There you go. For that one guy who has two. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, there you go. It's uh, back to the ways that it was. And which, then they ch and they changed it, the wording on all the basic the models that can do it. Right. Yeah. For you know flip belts and mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff. Uh, they added in a new keyword Ooh. aircraft, and the the whole purpose of this is to tried to make it more difficult for people to move block um, uh, ground units with flyers, which was absurd. And even though the rules allow for it, it's because of the physical nature of the game that we play. The aircraft is on a base. You don't want models standing on the base of another model. It gets bizarre. Mm -hmm. um, so they're trying to make it easier for units to not be move block. St they still can. It's just not as easy as it once was to do. Um, and that was the dumbest, stupidest thing some f plane flying overhead stops a little grot from running around the ground. Mm -hmm. that was, so dumb. I'm glad I'm glad that they somewhat fixed it. So what it allows you to do is you can move within an inch of an aircraft and move over the base. Mm -hmm. If you have the distance to do it, you can't end your move within one inch of the base. Um, and the, the reason for that is so that you don't have like a smash captain with a jump pack move to within one inch and go, Oh, now I'm in combat. Mm -hmm. You're dead. Um, so you can still move block with a flyer. It's just harder to do. And uh, for some units, if you roll well on your advanced roll or something, you just blow past them. So it really doesn't fix the problem, but it certainly mitigates the problem. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm, I think this is a great a great addition to the game because when you saw people fly flyers up and line them up in front of your army, you're like, you can't move now. That's just yeah. such gamesmanship and so stupid and such not a fun experience. It goes against the spirit. Of the game where you're, where you're taking away interaction with your opponent yeah i mean to it's, win which is it's not at high level play it's like you know what it doesn't matter like mm -hmm. you use the tools that are available right. to you but for the vast majority like 99 percent of the people playing the game that sucks <laughs> that that's the thing that somebody's going to pack their stuff yeah, up and they're going to want to be like anymore. this is dumb i'm not yeah. leaving i'm not doing this anymore totally uh next part of the faq is talking about resetting up models on the battlefield so there was a lot of confusion about what Which is it? weird. I, I didn't think this was an issue. It, 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 it actually was. There was a ton of things that were like unclear with this. Mm -hmm. So basically when you take like, uh, let's say you're using to jump with the mm -hmm. works, that's something that most people are familiar with. You pulled the unit off the table, put it back on the table using the rules for reserves. Mm -hmm. It was causing all these weird rules and like questions like, like how do I interact with this, this unit? Like you could remove negative status or positive status effects on the unit. Uh, can I intercept them and all this crazy stuff? So they basically clarified it. Um, you don't no longer now if you like, for example, if you put a debuff on an orc unit and then they use the jump, um, they, the debuff stays on them, mm -hmm. right? And then they clarified how other units interact with units that are coming in this way. Are they mm -hmm. actually coming out of reserves and all this stuff? So really good, clarified it. And uh, I think it, it's just more intuitive now. This did come up because I use paladins and one of the tricks I like to do is you buff them up. And then they they astral land or they they gate away somewhere that. You but then need. you would lose all your buffs. That's what I was told, but I didn't ever think that was true. So you just didn't play it that way. No. 
But I'm kind of phys- I'm physically you, intimidating sometimes. So you people could have don't used the gate first and then buff them. You can't because you need to be within a certain range for the second powers. Oh, because you move away from. So them. I would buff them up and then I would gate into a building and astral aim. So you're just cheating like crazy. And nobody ever argued. They're like, I don't. This well, because it, it didn't seem. It, it was unintuitive. Because well, I was like, well, it makes well, they're already psychic. Like that's already happened. Like why well, would it? It's good to know you're no longer cheating. <laughs> but I, I think a lot of people played it that way because it's so unintuitive to think that I put a buff on a unit and then it's they jump gone. and then they lose it. Like, what the hell is that? Right. Um, so, it, like I said, this was a good change because it just makes things clearer. Um, and then they talk, mm-hmm. they go into great length about like how other units are. Yeah, that's a big, that's what all that stuff is. Okay. Uh, and then next one up was uh, repeated data sheet clarification, the rule of three. Um, this one caused some gnashing of teeth and wailing. <laughs> uh, basically, they clarified that, that you know, the rule of three applies to even when there's a slight variation to the same data sheet. So you can't take nine demon princes or whatever anymore. It's just three demon princes total, regardless mm-hmm. of source. Same with um, uh, heavy weapon squads, because uh, people were cheating the rule of, or I guess not cheating. They were getting around the rule of three. Because they were saying, like, I'm taking three Katachin heavy weapon squads, I'm taking three... Cadian heavy weapons. No, you couldn't do that, but you could do death core. No, but that's what people were saying. They were arguing that they were able to because they're different. But they're just basically saying like, no, you can take three heavy weapon squads totals and same with Lehman Russes. Um, For Colt, uh, for Brood Brothers, G-Solar Colts, it's like, yeah, just you don't get around that rule. You can't take like a million mortar squads Mm -hmm. just because some are Brood Brothers and some are not. Because it it doesn't, it circumvents the intent of the rule, which was a limitation of spamming things out which right. the rule of three is the best thing they have ever done for the game yes 100 percent. It, it is the, for for the fun of the game for for match play it was absolutely i'm so stoked they did that because again like from a business perspective that's running counter to their goals f- from a purely fiscal sense but i think that they're going to gain in the long run mm-hmm. by doing things like this being sensible yeah. uh finalized match play rules they finalized bolter discipline uh, again, some 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 disappointment here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they clarified from some people that it does not work on vehicles, vehicles. or special issue ammunition. Mm-hmm. I you know I have mixed feelings. Like the vehicle one, I think that was the right call. I don't think vehicles needed right. it, even though like logically people it, it made Land Raiders slightly better. Yeah, although a, a guy in uh, Australia just won. Uh, I think it was a major. It was a GT or a major mm-hmm. with pure grain arts with two Land Raiders. Now is that more? That's is that more like he's really good or is it showing the competition being really bad <laughs> i mean how good can a bunch of ex-cons really be at the game was it australia well that explains it then it's not gonna very get, good at the game you're so, gonna get assassinated yeah. they had their chance last year lvo they missed it one of the guys was hanging out with us from australia his wife was gonna yeah, stick you though probably she would no she threatened well you. she failed <laughs> So every year it's a little closer at LBO. More and more Australians are coming out. Oh, bro. You have to get a bodyguard. I'm going to hire Tony Grappondo to shadow me. It's like the mountain. Uh, he is an intimidating guy. <laughs> He's a big dude. Oh, brother. Um, but yeah, Bolt of Discipline doesn't work on vehicles, which, you know, Space Marine players, you, you do have it tough. Space Marines, it, they, they the, have, the you can win. Rough. You can win, but it is a challenge. And, uh, you, you've been making amazing Space Marine lists with Centurions, stuff you don't see. Yeah, well, Centurions are amazing, especially because of Bolter Drill, mm-hmm. which again, by the way, if you're a Space Marine player out there, Devastator Centurions are the real deal. I've mm-hmm. been playing, I've been messing around with them. They, I, I killed Mortarian with, like, overkilled him with, with ease with a unit of six Devastator Centurions. Like, it was comical. I just annihilated him. 
they're, they're really good, especially if you take uh, an apothecary. And, um, I tried them with and without G-Man. Obviously, they're better with G-Man. But um, I tried it with Crimson Fists, all kinds of stuff. They're they're legit. That unit is extremely Yeah, Ultramarines is, I think, the way to go. It is, because one of the other big things is they can leave combat and still shoot, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I tried it with a bunch of other... How many shots do they have for just a three-man unit? The, th- I, uh, the three-man unit is, it's what is it? 18 shots a guy. So it's... Nice. Uh, what is that? What is that? Fifty-four. Fifty-four shots. Yeah, it's one hundred and eight shots from a six. And you take unit. six mans, right? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And with the apothecary, when you resurrect a guy, the look on your opponent's face is just so demoralizing. Like, oh, why? So it's. It, yeah, I recommend giving it a shot. Um, I really liked it with the Crimson Fist to run three man units, because then they're usually getting the plus one to hit. Is there a way to give that unit an full save? Is there a space marine psychic power? Um, no, not that I can think of. I'm sure there probably is a way. Mm-hmm. I can't think of it off the top of my head, um, but uh, it, getting a little bit off from the weeds. Oh, okay. But yeah, Space Marines have a lot of ways to play the game and win. It's just, it is challenging. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why people are disappointed, but I think not giving it the vehicles was the right call. Um, uh, because it, there's things like Storm Ravens and such that get really crazy with it. But um, the other one with Special Issue Ammunition, I'm kind of on the fence. Like Death Watch are doing really well right now mm-hmm. in the meta. And... Uh, I don't know if they needed the change. Like, I don't know if it was OP to get both, but I don't, I can totally see the argument the other way. I think that the 24 inch special ammo double shot was a bit much. Yeah. It's pretty that powerful. They're already really good for the point costs. They are. And, and they're, usually, and they're well. usually deep striking within 12 inches anyways. So, yeah. so if you're a death watch player, you know, I feel for you. I was yeah. kind of like, I was kind of on the fence on this one myself, but eh, that's the way it is. Um, and the, the thing is you're still better than you were, mm-hmm. right? Like you can still shoot normal bullets better than you could before. Yeah. So. Uh, prepared positions. They just clarify it doesn't work on Titanic or aircraft Two CP to give yourself cover. A lot of people forget about this one. I've been using it a lot. Yep. It's mm-hmm. really good. Uh, and then they finalized tactical restraint, which Dang is it. just getting the CP back. And I think, didn't they also clarify that you can't do it at all before or during deployment? Nothing before the first battle round begins. Yep. Because I was using it a lot with my uh, company commander. Yeah, everybody was. Mm. Mm. And also for my my assassin. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it doesn't cost me anything. I like it because it just makes it a more level playing field. Because the armies that don't have the ability to rega- regain CP, mm-hmm. this this shortens the gap between the rich and the poor uh, for the armies that can and the armies that can't, which I think is good for the game, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. Uh, clarify reserves a little bit more, just talking about what it means to how many units you can put in reserves and all that stuff. Uh, Pretty straightforward. Uh, next up is the uh, Imperial Knights. Um, balance. Well, this you. is the balance section, which yeah. this is where they're like, these are things that are big, they, that they believe are big issues in the game, mm-hmm. and they're going to jump in and, and try and make some changes. So the big one is that uh, rotate ion shields cannot get a knights in Volsafe can never be better than a four up, mm-hmm. which absolutely mm-hmm. the right call. Yeah, the, I was laughing my ass off. People were trying to defend that, saying that this was a bad change. And I'm like, you are yeah. high. As somebody, I've been using the one CP rotate ion shields for a three up on my Crusader. Yeah. Really good. That, that was absurd. It was the one of the core reasons why the Castellan was so dominating. Mm-hmm. Is when you have a three up in Vol save and then you can reroll the first two failed saves via Grand Strategist, which should not work on anything that's not Imperial Guard. Mm-hmm. Just my opinion. You just had such a high damage reduction that it was almost impossible to shoot the stupid thing to death. Because all it has to do is survive that turn one. And then, and kill then it's going to kill everything kill on the board. Yeah. 
So it, it absolutely the record. Nothing that that is that big should be able to get a freaking storm shield. That, Twenty-eight that, wound, toughness eight, three up and will save. Yeah, it's not fun. And it is. I mean, people were arguing that it was three CP, which is true. So what? But people who know what they're doing build their list around farming CP for the castle. And you only need, to, typically speaking, you only need to be able to rotate ion shields two, maybe three turns out of the game. That's it. By turn three, if that thing's still alive. It, it's yeah. You've won, basically. So yeah. absolutely the right call. Huge mistake mm -hmm. in the first part. We, we goofed by ever allowing it to go to three plus. Right. Um, so... It, really happy to see this, right? Like it's 100% mm -hmm. the right call for the balance of the overall game. Yeah. Uh, and then they limited Death Grip to not, to be a little bit less uh, crazy than it was. Death Grip is a strategy where you just like crush somebody with your fist mm -hmm. until they pop. Uh, and then they did the same thing mm -hmm. with uh, uh, Mental Onslaught for Gene Slayer Colt. This power was in absurd. It was definitely an oversight. Um, they were saying you can always, you would always fail it. If right? your opponent rolls a six, it just stops. It stops. I don't think that goes far enough, personally. It's still ridiculously strong. But they do have a, you know, a one in six chance of, of stopping it before their model's removed from play. It's just, it's really dumb yeah. when you have, like, your linchpin, like, let's call it nine wound model, eight wound model, mm -hmm. and they just kill it with a one power. That's mm -hmm. stupid. Like, it, it just is. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is just stupid. Yeah, we don't want to go back to the, the days of D weapons, yeah. where you roll a, a dice and you're like, remove that. Yeah. yeah. And, like, because it's still really... You could just go on an unlucky streak, not roll a six, and you're like, oh, yep, like that. I, I I don't think it went far enough personally, but at least it's something. They might they maybe you should have capped it. Be like that, you, that you was, can never go past this many wounds yeah. or something. Because okay. no none of the other damaging psychic powers infinitely loop, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, yeah. it was it was a it was an oversight, and uh, they've there's been some steps taken to correct it. I don't again, I think it should have gone a little bit further, but. Hey, it's, mm -hmm. yeah, it's definitely something. Um, another one, the Imperial Assassins stratagem, which, you know, everybody's using. Oh, yeah. Went up to 2 CP. Fair. Totally Worth reasonable. It. It's still ridiculously good. It's still so good. And then they also clarified that you cannot use this if you have other assassins in your army. Me and Pablo played a game recently where we both had the Calidus Assassin, and we both ran out of CP turn one. It was amazing. That's really funny. <laughs> so it's still yeah. one of the best, most flexible, powerful stratagems in the game. 2CP, probably even not enough still, but it's right. very reasonable. Um, well, I think I think the, the points are just too low for them, for what they yeah, do. I think they should have been in the hundreds, at least. I think they're a little, I think they're quite a bit too cheap. Mm -hmm. But then you look at something like the Killer Morph, and that's also like way mm -hmm. too cheap. But eh, enjoy them. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the Assassins. I mm -hmm. use them too. They're great. They're oh, yeah. Fun. I've started using them. Uh, orcs got uh, a change to the way Mob Up works. It only works on boys, which are the troops. So kind of a, that's a big change for the, for yield orcs. The Luda bomb was R.I.P. I mean, you can it's still, still good with the Grotz screen. Right. So it's just I mean, the Luda bomb was devastating as someone who used it when it when it worked. It mm -hmm. was so punishing. Sometimes it didn't work at all. Uh, but then there was a lot of shenanigans that were coming into play. Like people were joining together, um, uh, storm boys mm -hmm. to get extra range. One of the really cool ones that I actually never tried, but I wanted to until the change occurred. Now I cannot was to join up Meganobs and make like a super Meganob unit. Um, I, I'm, I don't really like this one that much, to be honest. I don't think it was a problem mm -hmm. before. The Ludabomb was definitely on the, that was borderline too much. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it was like ruining the game or anything, but it definitely created bad play experiences where when they go first, they join up and they just nuke you. That, that's right. kind of lame, but 
it is what it is. Uh, org players out there, you'll just have to adjust. Still very good, um, but not as crazy as it was. Uh, we already covered the psychic powers for Craft, Codex Craft Worlds, and, and the, then the lastly, moment we've all been waiting for. Take it away. Night Castellans go up one hundred points. People are wondering why are the why is the Renegade Knight one ten points more for their volcano volcano lance? It's because the the, the base cost of the the Renegade Knight Castellan is ten points more. Yeah. <laughs> so they they still wanted it to be the you know the, the same point. Ten cost. points less. Yeah. The, the chassis was cheaper for whatever reason. Right. Um, so yeah, they're, they're the same cost. So now, so what they what they did is they just put points costs into the the weapons. Yeah, the two main weapons. Yep. And I don't think anyone in the world nope. is surprised about this. Still worth it. Oh yeah. So a house race, a house Raven Castellan. That's a, a list built around the Castellan because I feel now still good. You you really it's always been the case somewhat, but you really do need to if you're playing a Castellan, you you build your list around the Castellan, supporting it, basically keeping it alive, supporting it. And then it does a lot of work. I mean, that's we all know. We've all been involved in games where, in me, both on both ends, where Castlin has removed five or six units yeah. in one turn, and it's yeah. just wow. So, anyways, good good job, GW. Yeah, no, it's it's great. The Castlin was making the game less enjoyable, like straight up, it just was. And now it's much more reasonable. It's still really good. People overreacting, like, oh, the Castlin's gone now. I'm like, no, it's not, because it, it's funny. What's going to happen is that the common perception is going to be. That, oh, the Castellan's dead. I'm going to bring all my guys that I didn't bring because of the Castellan. Now the Castellan's going to become relatively more valuable, uh, not better, more valuable because it's going to be a target-rich environment as we were talking about the other day. I think, yeah, they're gonna, you're going to see less of them. So the people who do bring them and then build a list around are gonna them are going to get a lot out of them. Are going to kill a lot more. It's just a big risk now that you could just get blown up on the first turn because a four-up in Volsave is definitely overcomable, whereas a three-up with those clutch rerolls made it a bit basically impossible to shoot it to death without some gimmick. Mm -hmm. So I, this is great for the game, right? If you take a castle and it's a big risk, big reward, mm -hmm. uh, but it's not going to be what it was. I think people should take two castlings. <laughs> what in J Wolf, what are you talking about? Stop acting like guard is strong. I just won a major last two weeks ago with an essentially all guard army. I, I would say uh, we talked about this a lot in the office. Brandon, actually. Brandon Grant just brought a pure guard army. Mono guard went four and one, barely lost to Ray Aumada, who went right. undefeated. Mono guard is one of the strongest. But I would argue that they're top three best mono codex, right. codex armies in the game. The problem is people don't play mono guard properly. At least I feel like the way that they they could be played optimally yeah. because how difficult it is to purchase and paint the amount of stuff that you need. Yeah, that's why you don't see it. They're really good. We talk about it all the time. We keep every every day we're talking about a new pure guard list that was just over the top ridiculous. Dude, there's there's so many ways to play pure guard and just rock people. Like if you like no not to be mean, and I'm I'm sure you feel your experiences justify your opinion, but objectively, if you can't if you can't perform well with a pure optimized guard list, you're you're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many times when I'm playing my guard army and I'm like like at the, at the at the major I won, like none of my games, like I was in control of each game I was playing as really good players with really good lists. And I was just like, God, this is like crazy. You have so many tools. Guard are good at movement. Mm -hmm. They're good at scoring objectives. They, like with board control, they're excellent. They have excellent shooting. They have excellent melee. They have great psychic powers. Like we think, we what think... more would you possibly want? They have good units in every single slot. Right. Like, Every slot you have good and cheap options. They're, it's it's already uh, uh, the consensus here in the studio is that they need to be toned down. 
Yeah, I like because you just don't. But you think you just don't see people playing pure guard because the amount of stuff that you need to, to do put together and paint and, yeah. and play and, and and moving models that many models it's not fun. But they're so good. Like I've only gone against one guy who played a proper pure guard and it was overwhelming. Yeah, the I amount mean, of firepower that hit me. Turn one, I was like, I'm gonna lose my entire army if he yeah. goes first. He went first and I damn near did. It was insane. It's the orders, everything, yeah. just. They're so freaking good. I mean, Brandon Grant won the goddamn LVO and the ITC mm-hmm. with, I mean, did, he had a castle in, which obviously helps a lot. Right. But like he's playing so a not pure, pure guard though. Whatever, dude. It was majority <laughs> guard. His list that he's playing now, he's doing extremely well and it's pure guard. It's a really cool creative list. I love it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, not not to be mean to you, buddy, but like, you but know again, what? I mean, Sign every, up for our Patreon. Send me your list, and I'll I'll help you out. We'll optimize it. Yeah, we'll you're gonna, you you'll out. look at it, and you're gonna be like, I can do that. Yeah. And people don't mix and match the regiments. That's the key. That's the key. That is the the sprinkle on that turd. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and then the crazy thing about Astro Militarum too is that literally there's like one or two regiments that aren't outstanding. Like every regiment right. is good. They each have a place. They're so good. Like the in the top eight IT, uh, LVO was a um, um, uh, guard list with Valhalla, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Snyder, and they're awesome. And so most people don't even look at it. I play Talarn, mm-hmm. and there's so many times that I'm playing, and people are like, you can do what? And I'm like, yeah, they're outstanding. Because people are like, so I tied good. up your vehicles. You're like, oh. That's sick. Bye. No, Valhalla, ya. you can shoot into um, melee. Yeah. So what Mike was doing is people would touch his, his vehicles, and he'd shoot them, kill them, and then the vehicle's like, I'm not in combat anymore. Mm-hmm. Boop, boop, boop. Um, you know, it, mm-hmm. they're outstanding. There's just, I mean, I have a list that I want to do. I just don't want to put together and paint 120 guardsmen with, you know, nine artillery tanks yeah. and all the other stuff that goes with that list. It's just unenjoyable to do. Anyway, like, like I was saying, uh, NJ, a wolf, uh, if you want to, if you want to get some direct feedback, I'd be happy to do it. Uh, just sign up for our Patreon at the level that we give you a list critique, shoot it over and I'll, I'll be happy to help you out. Cause, uh, I've been pl- I've been playing guard almost exclusively lately, mm-hmm. and I've just been smashing people. Um, I would n- do not, it. not to brag. I would one hundred percent do it. It's just I, pure laziness on my part. <laughs> I don't want to to do it. I, I'm know? not trying to brag at all. It's just I, I'm just trying to make a point that the army is extremely yeah. strong, extremely strong. Zydek, uh, Admex, really good also. Yeah, orders are the they're like psychic yeah. powers that are just better. And Dawn, like uh, we're kind of going off onto a, a mm-hmm. big tangent here. But I wanted to talk about uh, Don Hoosen, who's known for, for being an excellent player and mm-hmm. for always playing really off-the-wall creative stuff. Mm-hmm. Don, uh, if I could entice you to write an article about your purge list that you played at the Battle for LA this past weekend, that is such a cool creative list mm-hmm. using uh, all these dreadnoughts. The purge special abilities were exceptionally, which are exceptionally strong. Mm-hmm. You can shoot into combat. You get plus one to hit for your whole army. It's nuts. Um, if you could write up an article, buddy, I'd love to publish that because that's a really cool creative list. Mm-hmm. Anybody listening to this, um, go take a look at the Battle for LA. Don Houston, if you're a subscriber to BCP, you can look at his list. It's really cool. And right. he did extremely well, too. I've seen it in person. You Did you play against that? I, I saw it at Kingdom Con. That's right. Don is a brilliant strategist, generous lover. <laughs> what else? Uh, he's everything. He's the, all, he's the everyman. Yeah. He's great. He, he took the fundamental problem with a unit, a dreadnought, and is like, what makes this unit awful, right? Well, a grot can touch it and it can't shoot. There you go. 
what what solves that the purge purge yeah. and it's amazing and it's yeah. so i'm sure he wasn't the first person to see that but like he made it work it's really yeah. good and then uh, uh yeah oh don great I, I look forward to getting that article i want to publish that because that's such a cool creative list um and then the, the list that won battle for la we're kind of way going off in the weeds but that's yeah. fine we're having fun talking about tactics and such uh jeff's list was really cool too it was very very different get a bunch of adeptus custodes Tanks oh, those are so and good. a Castellan. I was on the receiving end of that before the Castellan was added. Yeah. And those tanks and he takes the um, the the super shooty contempt. Oh, it's not even contemptor. It's the um the dreadnought from Forge World. It's called the um. Oh gosh, what is it? It's called. It's got some the Telamon or yeah, something. Yeah. It's like that. oh my god, the firepower from all that stuff. It was overwhelming. Yeah. And then he and then he added a contemptor. Yeah. <laughs> or a, a, a Castellan. And then he won an event. Ooh. Yeah. Very good. A um, lot of fun, and then uh, uh, you know what? We'll talk about it next week. Cause we kind of got off in the weeds, but yeah. I made a really fun corn uh, army that I think it's it's a modification of the list. My all corn army, I almost won a GT with. The only game I lost because I clocked out, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think I made it better. So that'll be fun. We'll talk about that next yeah, week. Yeah, Forge World right now is is really powerful. It's really they're just not point appropriate it's not even that their points aren't appropriate like the telemon like a lot of these dreadnoughts and stuff are really expensive it's just their rules are just way better than than most other units mm -hmm. like the derradeo dreads and stuff hitting on twos and yeah. you know being really tough etc but uh why don't we uh kind of get back on track sure and uh, uh we'll, we'll go through the rest of the news items we have to talk about and then we can ask um uh, we'll talk to the chat about any specific faq like codex specific faq things that came up because mm -hmm. there's a ton of stuff a ton right. of little things like Space Marines, unfortunately, can no longer use the um, Cherub to double shoot uh, like a Hellfire round. Mm -hmm. That was one of the best things they had going for them. I was pretty sad to see that happen. Mm -hmm. Didn't think it was necessary at all, but hey, there it is. Um, but we'll jump in and talk about the ITC, which you heard us mention it earlier, but consider supporting our Patreon. It keeps the ITC uh, healthy and alive and mm -hmm. growing. Um, we hit our first milestone, which was to cover basically core like server fees uh, without hey. a better way of describing it so kind of like our our baseline kind of core monthly expenses are pretty much addressed at this point so thank you very much um what we want to do with further support is like we said fly out regional champions to the to the lvl like we're doing with the australian mm -hmm. itc champion we're paying for a big chunk of the trip to get them out to come to the lvo mm -hmm. uh, and we'd like to do that for europe um for canada uh, all kinds of stuff. And now people are playing ITC in, in South America and Asia. So it'd be cool to be able to do that for, for those regions as well, but cost money. Yes. Um, so yeah, consider supporting the Patreon. We really appreciate it. And some of the levels of support will give you list feedback, help you with your event, all kinds of stuff. And we um, promise Pablo won't review your list. <laughs> Pablo is actually really good at list theory. He's been on a, he's kind of broken his losing streak. He did, you went, you went three and two at the battle for LA, which is good. Mm -hmm. Frankie went three and two as well. So he's on the, the Frankie level now. Okay. Getting there. He's getting there. They're getting there. Yeah. All right. All right uh, we have quite a few events this weekend <clears> for 40K, <throat> as is the case now. We have about 30 events a weekend, mm -hmm. which is nuts. <laughs> which is nuts. Uh, we have a major, the Canadian Tabletop Championship in Ottawa, Canada. Uh, we have the Fantasia Fan Fanatic 35 in Umia, Sweden. There's been 35 of those? They must do those a lot. I guess so. But hey, good for them. Uh, maybe they didn't understand how Roman numerals worked. It's true. <laughs> maybe it's just the fanatic XXX. Maybe that's, maybe that's just a word in Swedish. <laughs> can never tell. Those, those weird foreign languages. Uh, 
Uh, it sounds like a great event, and uh, that's a major as well. We have a GT, the Warhammer 40K Doubles ITC Tournament, WGC, and Battlegrounds. Whew, that's a mouthful. Yeah. That's in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, we have another GT, Battle for the Peak GT in Kissimmee, Florida, and MAG's Round 3, three Circle City GT in Indianapolis, Indiana, and uh, also a GT. Very cool. Upcoming Age of Sigmar ITC events. <clears throat> uh, we have one GT coming up at the end of the month. That is the AOS Championships at the BAO. And we have a ton of other smaller events all around uh, the world. Mm -hmm. Make sure to jump out there and get your points. And big news. We are now tracking Kill Team. The, the uh, database is up and running. So if you have a Kill Team event, you want to submit it to the um, calendar of events. Mm -hmm. There's a form to fill out. It's on the ITC page. Please do that. Yeah. Also, um, I wanted to do a quick shout out. There is an event in June that our buddies at uh, War Room Games in Las Vegas uh, is running. I forget the name exactly. I know it's uh, late June, but it's up on the is ITC the, page. Is it the Gentleman GT or the Wasteland? One of those two. Well, oh, I it's think the, it, it's the Gentleman it's GT. A con convention but the gentleman's gt is at that convention but it's all being run by the guys from the warm games who are awesome wasteland weekend or something it's yeah it's well it's, it's in las vegas it's the end of june um ray had asked us to do a shout out so i did because we're really good friends with them i think whoever's here i think is planning on and headed out to the desert for that so yep should be pretty fun we went last year and it's a really a really fun mm -hmm. event and las vegas is a cool town just to be in so yeah it'd be cool to go and actually just have fun and play as not have to, to set up You're like hey can you help play. set up a table I'm like no yeah not one <laughs> I won't even, I won't help. I won't even touch it. <laughs> uh, let's take a look at the rankings. So 40K current ITC top five, Jim, Boy. Jim, the Canadian poutine bacon vessel. Yeah. It's a mouthful. That is. But it's a mouthful of good stuff because Canadian bacon and poutine is pretty good. Get some ketchup chips in there. I don't know where you're going to that. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Oh, ketchup chips. God. Yeah, those are not good. Disgusting. Who sent those? I don't know. Someone who hates us. It was Jim Vessel. <laughs> He's trying to poison us yeah. with ketchup chips. Chips. Uh, Jim Vessel is just obliterating everybody. Anybody in his path. Yeah. Dead. 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 I mean, like this is. Do we have a champion? Does the U.S. of A. have a champion that can stop this? Brandon Grant, where are you? Canadian terrorist. We. <laughs> he's terrorizing. Brandon Grant failed. He's terror terrorizing my feelings. We need a We need a true champion to step up. So Canada, we salute you. Uh, he rides down on his with his Mountie outfit and just. Guns everybody down. If he wore like a maple leaf costume, it'd be pretty funny. <laughs> he should get a, a cape. Yeah, he really that's should. It's a maple leaf. I think that that would be a fit. It's embarrassing, guys. Come on. Yeah. So Jim is not only dominating with a huge lead in the competitive track, he's also winning the hobby track as well. Yeah. We've never seen this before. Pretty impressive. Yeah. So well done to him. Uh, he is on a reign of terror with a 210 point lead over second place. Ray Awumata, our teammate. Mm -hmm. But uh, Ray is an extremely good competitor. Um, Short in stature, high in rankings. Yes, <laughs> indeed. And a, a really good guy as well. He's a lot of fun. Uh, so, Ray, uh, you're our only hope, Obi-Wan. Get in there and get it done. Uh, Daniel Hester is sitting in third place. The the Coop Juice himself. Out Amazing. Of, out of nowhere. Uh, but is that including the recent? Yeah. Uh, Coop. <laughs> Enjoy is it right now. <laughs> fourth place. Enjoy a while. Last Coop. Yep. Uh, and Richard Cozart in fifth. Well Richard's done. a really good player. Yes. I met Richard a couple years ago, and he was playing uh, right when eighth edition started, and he was doing the Nurglings, and it made me so mad. I yeah. was so, I've never been so mad in a game before. But he's also a really really good player. He's he's local ish also. He's a Southern California guy. Forty uh, K ITC Hobby Track again. Jim Vessel leading the pack, which is pretty impressive that someone is a good painter and a good player. It's mm -hmm. always cool. We have Harrison Jewell in second oh. place. Paul Winters in third. Tyson Aglieri, 
I think I said that correctly, in fourth. And Colin Sherman, wah, wah, bumped down into fifth, but still performing extremely mm-hmm. well. Uh, Age of Sigmar, top five. Who is going to knock the Jersey kid off of his... That is a commanding lead. It is. Great job, Matt. Matt also is one of our artists for the uh, 40K paints or our Age of uh, Paint studio. Yes. I'm losing my track, my mind, uh, mind track here. You're losing your mind. I might have just had a stroke. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's possible. God. Too much, too much uh, protein powder, bro. I guess so. All yeah. those mad gains in the Matt gym. paints for our studio, uh, and is is really great. So if you want, to, <laughs> I might have just had a stroke. It's I go to the doctor after this. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. And All Matt, right. uh, Matt's also on a podcast. Check it out. The wide, wide world of wargaming. Oh. Uh, and he's just a good dude in general. Uh, Jack Ballard in second place, Paul Jarzecki in third, Jai Watula in fourth, and Derek Erlenbush moves up into fifth place. Well done. Age of Sigmar, ITC hobby track. Bump, 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 bump. Finally got some more events hey. in there. Uh, Ricky Fisher jumps into first place. Uh. Natasha Thomas moves into second. Rich Waters in third. Matt Beasley in fourth. And Miguel Tejada in fifth. Awesome. Congratulations. We finally have more than four people listed. Boom. It's there we the go. sky's the limit. It's going to be a million. It only took four months. <laughs> well, a lot of people are still just learning about <laughs> right. it. You know what I mean? But that's good. It's, it's good, nice to see that. Yep. Uh, Shadespire current top five. Tony Fields is in first. Kevin Cruz in second. Daniel Velasquez in third. Ivan Cho in fourth. Philip Santamaria in fifth. Very cool. And kill team rankings, baby. Top five, first time, so enjoy it. Those of you who are uh, topping the leaderboard, we have Ryan Hebb sitting in first place, Georgie Garnett in second, Alex Grinton in third, Joseph Vlot in fourth, and Michael T. Holy. That sounds like a rapper or something. Wow. Or a, or a pro wrestler. It could be like a gospel singer. Ooh, that's a little on the nose. No, but that'd be a great name. It might be Holly also. Like, oh, now here's Michael T. Holly with his new scripture music. It'd be great. I think it sounds more like a pro wrestler. That too. Because the middle initial. His theme as he comes out, like he he gives everyone the the sign of the the cross. Yeah, and then he just like rock bottoms them. It'd be great. (laughs) He drops them off the top rope. Rope. (laughs) Michael T. Holly. That's a great name. That is a cool name. Yeah. All right, so we have a couple pictures of some commissions oh, we recently completed. It's a lot here. From the FLG Paint Studio, which, by the way, if you want to check out some more of our work, go mm-hmm. to flgpaintstudio.com. We're always taking new commissions, and we're also always taking new artists. We are. So we're always interested. Uh, if you look at these photos and you're like, I can paint better than that, then and you got a lot to- of free time, <laughs> hit us up. Anyway, so uh, it looks like we're starting with a, an awesome uh, Ultramarines commission. Um, this is Tabletop Plus. Very detailed, very line. crisp. I love this type of painting. This is a very, this is very Games Workshop style. And this, this client actually said, I want them to look exactly like the photos on the website. And That's we said, we we'll try. And they came out really well. The, so the basing is this, really cool. This artist does a very, very good job with these kinds of types of clean uh, paint schemes with crisp line highlights. And if that's what you want, hit us up. And you can always reference photos on our website, by the way, and say, I like what this artist did. Because we have about 30 artists on our staff. Um, they are all um, unique. They all have different paint styles. So if you see something you specifically like, let us know. We'll slot you in. Um, and then we have a knight. Uh, man, this, I haven't seen this one for a while. Um, and I believe this was... I don't know the level on this one. It's been a while. This is an older one, um, but it looks fantastic. A lot of cool weathering. The client said he yeah. wanted it heavily damaged. Yeah. Um, and that's what they got. The weathering th- on it. God, the eye, look at the eyes on that. Yeah, they're glowing. That is so cool. 
sometimes I, I look at our stuff. I'm like, oh, wow. Um, so yeah, we do a lot of nights. And so, you know, hey, you know, Castellans might not be top anymore, but Crusaders are. So. You're going to see a lot of Crusaders rise up as a result of the FAQ because mm -hmm. they're more efficient for the points. But the Castellans still going to be good, man. Indeed. And then last but not least, I believe these are, this is a client's own paint scheme. And so he had sent photos uh, with an army that he was doing and he wanted to get a little bit of extra work done on um, a couple. I believe these were like sergeants for his squads and then a character. Uh, and so, yeah, we matched his paint scheme. They look fantastic. I like the paint scheme. It's very different. Blue, black, and red. That's not a combo you see very often. It's not, but this this artist uses a lot of contrast, um, which I, I think is, looks fantastic on something like this with dark armor and then bright reds and blues with even brighter highlights to really make them pop. Look at that gem on the middle of the armor. Yeah, that's a that's a very unique color scheme. And, uh, and level three basing because yeah. uh, it it's, it's complex. Yeah. So. All right, let's jump into the chat and see if there's any more chatter or questions, comments about the FAQ. We have about that, that much time. Yeah. Canada rule in the USA, says oh, Valerie. Nice. Not for grammar. Also, Pablo, <laughs> not, maybe ruling on the tabletops, not in the That's true. If, if Jim Vessel continues, I mean, we might, the, the United States might just have to give in and be like, you know what, now we are a vassal, a Jim Vassal. If this continues, uh, Canada. Canada will annex. USA. Yeah, we'll become what are they called? The um, their, the territory uh, or something. Like what that? are they from? The, Australia is one of them, and so is. Uh, oh, uh, what are they called? Colony. They're not colonies. Uh, they're a member of the Commonwealth. Commonwealth. Yeah. We'll become a Commonwealth from Canada. Well, no, that's not. You're in the Commonwealth. Oh, whatever. <laughs> we don't believe in that in freedom. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so. Access of entry best best FAQ from my collection calls rerolls. Uh, now work in Overwatch. Uh, Prometheus, I'm kind of sad. There wasn't any help for Necrons in this FAQ thoughts. Necrons are actually doing well right now. Yep. They, the, 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 the common belief is that Necrons suck, but if you actually go look at the data, Necrons have been performing well in the meta. Uh, are they a top tier army? No, they're not. But are, they're performing way better than people would think that Necrons would perform. Whereas Grey Knights... Uh, the perception is that Green Knights are bad and they are performing really poorly. Well, Although, they're, they're again, doing so good they got nerfed in the FAQ, though. Well, kind of. I mean, <laughs> Basically, they said you can't have a two-up in Volsave. Yeah, give me a break. If your whole strategy revolved around that, that's a bit about A horrible character having a two-up in Volsave? Yeah, like, okay. There's one person, though, who, who smashed that model He's in like, rage. Aah! And that was the last step. He just punched his... Yeah, that was it. Yeah. He probably went and like kicked his cat or something. Yeah. Thanks, Games Workshop. The uh, and then again, there was an Australian gentleman who just won a like I think it was a major. It was like a sixty-ish size person event with a pure Grey Knight army with two land raiders and ten paladins. That's again, I think that's more of the state of the competition <laughs> than the player. <laughs> that's impressive, is what that is. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there was a Necron player that went five and one at uh, the LVO um, in our league here. Uh, one of the top pods divisions uh, was was won by a Necron player. He 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 took it to my Space Marine army. I barely pulled a tie out uh, against him. That army has the tools for everything. It, it really does. Well, not everything. They don't have any psychic stuff. But, well, okay. And they have they have psychic yeah. defense though, to, mm -hmm. which is which better than what Tau get. Um, but yeah, with, as a result of the FAQ, I think you're going to see things like um, like Tau are going to perform better because uh, of the, some of the changes. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see about that. But, but Necrons right now, like kind of like the good things in the Necron army that we're seeing a lot is uh, Doomsday Arcs, mm -hmm. uh, Doom Scythes, and um, people are making it work. They're winning games. Destroyers and are really good. Destroyers are still really good. Tomb Blades are the go-to unit right now um, because they're really hard to kill. 
and they, they benefit from uh, resurrection protocol. They tend to survive. But there's a lot of like ghost arcs are really good. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff mm-hmm. available to Necrons. And again, I'm not going to try and say that they're, they're going to be the, the best army in the game, but they're not as bad as people think. Uh, they really aren't. Uh, Jim Vessel, when do LVO tickets go on sale for regular folk? Uh, first week of June. The, the goal right now is June 1st. It's a Saturday. And uh, I'm 99% certain that that's going to be where we go for. Uh, so just make sure to mark your calendar. Be, be prepared. Um, LVO Reg will open June 1st. And it, I have a feeling this year it's going to be like gone. Mm-hmm. Um, early Reg for people that have a high roller ticket went bananas right and this year we, we if you can believe it or not we have much more space again is it, we've, we've tapped out not for the main events no but in terms of in the general, size of yeah. the convention we've yeah. we have literally taken every available piece of footage from that casino yeah. <laughs> so, and jim vessel said yeah. the, the aussie player that did uh, won the event with the green knights his name is eric lathuris okay so well done to him great job uh yeah so yeah uh necrons have tools available to them right they, mm-hmm. they do um, it, it is playing the game on hard mode, though. I'm fully. But it's again, you you have to take the tools that are going to work, if right? You and and then you can't be upset that your army is not doing well if you're refusing to take those tools. Yeah. You can be a space marine player and say, "I'm going to take a predator with some auto cannon, and I'm going to take some heavy bolter sponsors." And Although take... there was a guy that went six and zero at the LVO. But I'm saying, like, you can take all the bad stuff because you feel that you should be able to, but then you can't be mad yeah. when you're not doing well because you're not taking. The tools that you need. Exactly. I guess is the way I'm trying to. Because there was a gentleman at the LVO. Um, um, oh god. Right. No. Yeah. He, he had all the tanks. Three predators. And then he had the repulsors. Two repulsors. Yeah. And he he went six and zero. Oh. Uh, impre- and he he's done really well. And his name's escaping. He's my friend. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. Um, that name is James Carmona. No. Uh, oh god, it'll come to me. I feel bad <laughs> for forgetting. Um, so fly and flyer changes are awesome. Says TS walks. Yep, I think I, I like those a lot. I'm a big fan of both of those changes. You can still move block people with flyers, unfortunately. It's just not as easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Don the Magnificent says he's only mad when Jason doesn't say hi to him. Yeah, I did already. Should. I called you a, a generous lover. Uh, <laughs> that was a very nice compliment. Uh, Pyromethius says time to spend a couple hundred bucks on Doomsday si- or Doom Sites and Tomb Blades, I guess. There you go, baby. Frontline Gaming, free hey, shipping. Get a discount. <laughs> we also have an eBay store. The eBay store. <laughs> well, you can pick up some used models at great prices. Super cheap. Really good deals. Pyromethius, we got you. We got you, fam. Uh, what about the Fire Warriors with Fireblade example? Will they say that that was an error? Says Xtab. Can you ex- ex- expand on that? I don't. That doesn't trigger a memory right off the cuff. Chaos Swarm 1, yeah. That's an ongoing issue. Chaos Swarm is like, hey, how come... Uh, vehicles in general. Adeptus Astartes and Heretic Astartes don't have chapter taxes for the vehicles. You know what? I, I, I can tell you GW is aware of it. Um, they probably didn't feel like an FAQ was the appropriate time to address something that big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that'd be too big. That's I, like a codex thing. Everybody wants that to happen. It'd be though. like them changing like how like regimental orders. Yeah, it just would not. That's a book thing. But 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 trust me, they're aware of it. Like a million people have said, "Hey, why are we the only ones that don't get chapter tactics for our vehicles?" And I agree. You know, that 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 should happen at some point. Um, let me see. Swaggyish says, "Next time we're in the Burbank area, I can give you guys a tour of the Disney lot." Oh, thank you so much. That'd be awesome. Um, I know Mariano would be stoked to go to Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, Ixtab, the example they gave said they got three attacks 
at under half range and two at over and should be three and one. Yeah. I, I don't know off the top of my head. I, Stab, I, I apologize. Yeah. He's talking about the College of Fireblade interacting with, with Fire Warriors and how many shots they give. It may have been a typo. Isn't um, there a plus one? Yeah, he gives them an extra one shot. One extra shot. Yeah, for yeah. pulse weapons. So then if they have one shot, they get but it, two But shots. it's at half range. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I apologize. I don't know that, that one off the top of my head. Um, uh, Zidlik, is the old one-inch charge possible again? Seen a few say it's in what context are you saying that? Um, what does yeah, that mean? I don't understand what Pass. you mean by that. Pass. <laughs> Pass. Next. Uh, Buzz J says, Gene Sealer Colt don't get traits for vehicles. That's because Brew Brothers don't have any. Or maybe with actually like the rock grinder and such. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Strange, right? It's weird if some people do and some don't. I, I, I think it should just be consistent personally. Yeah. Um, uh, GW, CWW, uh, they're talking okay. to each other. Don the Magnificent saying it'd be weird to get an extra roll advance on vehicles. Yeah, pretty good. So at any rate, uh, thank you all for joining us for episode 637, six? Three, seven, seven, yeah. Oh. God, we've been doing this for a long time. It says 36. Yeah. Uh, Fleet of Fleet of Three, will BAO sell out soon? I'm hoping to get my ticket uh, next week. You'll probably be okay. Mm -hmm. um, I think we still have some room. It's going to be one of the biggest, I think it's going to be the biggest or second biggest BAO we've ever done. Very nice. But um, yeah, I think you'll be okay if you if you get your ticket next week. Can't wait to see everybody. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, oh, Valerie, Fly can do one inch charge from top of buildings. Um, I, you know what? I have to reread the rule. I don't remember off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can because that, that was the exact reason why they didn't want that to happen. So mm -hmm. I'll double check that. Um, I don't want to answer off the cuff. But uh, I would imagine no, because that was they were trying to avoid that exact scenario. So at any rate, thank you all so much for joining us for episode 637 of Signals from the Frontline. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please remember to grab BAO SoCal tickets and then also put on your radar that the LVO general registration is going to open on June 1st. 99% likely and some that may change, but I'm pretty sure that's where we're going to go. Uh, and if you want to pick up the new Heed Knights of Slanesh, some of those brilliant new models, you can do so from us and uh, get a discount and some free shipping within the continental United States. Pretty cool. Indeed. Strong finish. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. And until then, happy gaming, and we'll see you then.